0: Thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Locked On Podcast Network, free and available where you get your podcasts. On today's episode, that's right, Mel Tucker, Big Ten Coach of the Year. And then, oh yeah, that's right, we got a basketball game tonight, so we break that down with Chuck Kaplan of Card Chronicle to get to know a little bit more about Louisville. And then continuing our conversation yesterday with Stephen Brooks about who... Or what were the most underappreciated parts of this year's MSU football season? Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello everyone, happy Wednesday, and holy crap, it is already December. That is not sitting well with me, but as I sit here and have a crisis about how fast time flies by... uh. I'll try to get through the intro of this podcast here and really, well, I guess the whole episode too, I should stick around for. Anyway, hello. This is your host, Matt Sheehan. Yes, this is Locked on Spartans. Thank you uh, so much for tuning in and making Locked on Spartans your first listen every single day. And yes, yeah, we got a fun show today. We beat Bob between football and then we have basketball in the middle with a nice preview for tonight's game against the Louisville Cardinals. And then... We stack some more football on top of it at the end of the show with Stephen Brooks. So uh, yeah, fun little show here today, but before we get to that, I just want to politely ask you to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Yes, this is Locked on Spartans. And if you ever want to reach out with a question, comment, concern, hey, spartans at gmail.com is the place to find me. Uh, Thanks in advance for sending over your email, unless it's a mean one then, well. No thanks for that one. Luckily, you know, don't get a lot of those. Let's keep it that way. Uh, All right, guys, let's dive right into it. That is right. We have found out who were the honorees and award winners of the defensive and special teams side of the ball in the Big Ten. But before that, that's right. We also got to see who the top head honcho is in the conference, the top head coach, without any doubt. uh, The media and fellow coaches voted for Mel tucker to win the big 10 coach of the year that's right baby he is the fastest michigan state head coach to get the spartans to 10 wins and the way he did it nothing short of incredible uh you already know the story but hey you know what it's worth rehashing for the five hundredth, eighty seventh time so let's do it um guy gets here super late notice to start the 2020 season and yeah they, they scrap out two wins Albeit two very fun wins as you beat two top 15 teams, including you know, your first Paul Bunyan win of your two-year tenure here. But, yeah, it just was not was not a team that you'd really like to throw on a Big Ten field. And he completely overhauled the roster. He got to work very, very quick. Ushered dirty kids out, brought in a high 20s kid. I, I think it was 26 kids in through the transfer portal and made hay With it, yes, 10-2 and on the regular season. Probably a 72.3% chance to get into a New Year's Six Bowl. And what else can be said? I mean, it was just a fantastic, fantastic year for Mel Tucker and the gang. A lot of big wins. You go to Miami, you get that win. The come-from-behind win against Nebraska. Yes, I guess, you know, the best coaching was, well, let's throw two punt returners out there instead of one. And, okay, hey, Jaden Reed, go off. And of course, yes, the big Michigan game, and yeah, capping off your season with a decimated roster with the win against Penn State, what a season for Mel Tucker. And honestly, when I say never a doubt, I I really do mean that. I didn't think that there was going to be much drama around this award. Like, look at the Big Ten West, you got to be kidding me, Like, absolutely not to all seven of you. you, you all disgust me. Um... The Big Ten East, not so much. Uh, Ryan Day is single-handedly responsible for probably having Michigan go to a national title game this year with his uh, great work he did last Saturday. James Franklin, please. Uh, anyone else in the Big Ten East, not really. Listen, and this is going to sound like me just putting on my trolling hat and everything, but yeah, listen, Michigan's having a fine season, having a great a generational season. They're having a once-in-a-decade-and-a-half shot of a Big Ten title but i i think there's a big difference between taking over a program in disarray completely overhauling the roster yourself and then over overshooting expectations almost by double if you want to go with the Las Vegas win total there as opposed to well being here for 7 years and always having a great roster and always having all the resources that you possibly need and having one year where you just don't spill the chili all over yourselves uh, yeah it's it's a good year. It's a fantastic year. It's a year that you all want in college football. Well, minus the losing 20 arrivals rivals part, but I digress. I think it was a no-brainer for Mel Tucker to be named Big Ten Coach of the Year, and well, so did the media and coaches too, apparently. So, yeah. Uh, as for the rest of the Spartans, uh, for the defensive and special team side of the ball, they got some recognition, of course. Um, we might feel like some guys were slighted, but overall, I think it was pretty fair. Um, so for the media defensive side of the ball, their honorees, second team, Jacob Panishuk, third team, Jacob Slade and Xavier Henderson, with honorable mentions of Quaverus Crouch, Cal Halliday and Darius Snow. Now for the coaches, uh, all-defense team, Jacob Panashuk once again makes second team for that. No one else, though, makes any teams. Honorable mentions were Xavier Henderson, Quaverus Crouch, and Jacob Slade. Now the one slight that we can all look at is probably Xavier Henderson making just third team in the media and then not making any in the coaches. And listen, hey, I'm probably a homer talking right now. Actually, I know for a fact that I am. I, I, I would have, who are we kidding? I would have had Xavier Henderson first team overall. I love the guy. He's been incredible. The only guy that was a captain all 12 weeks on this team. And his growth from last year, which he was already a solid player last year, but to this year, whew, I mean, that really helped out Michigan State a ton. However, and I'll be the bad guy. I'll point out the obvious of why it's probably just third team and honorable mention. Um, it's tough to be a defensive back on the worst Big Ten passing defensive team. And also, recency bias does play a role in a lot of awards, and this might be one of them. When CJ Stroud is popping you for roughly what seemed like 40 touchdowns in the first half and 500 yards, uh, just Per quarter, in his first two quarters, uh, that's probably going to stick out a little bit in the media and coaches' minds. So that might be why just being part of that unit, fair or unfair, might be why he got slid down there. But hey, like I said, I I think the role of Henderson, uh, if if lockdown Spartans, that's right, we're to make an all-conference team. Xavier, first team baby, that's right. Uh, special teams, really quick. Now this is where uh, I'm going to start throwing. Uh, I almost swore there. Start throwing crap against the wall and uh, start punching uh, holes in my furniture. Bryce Beringer and Jaden Reed, second team in the media and second team in the coaches. I'm sorry. I thought that Bryce Beringer led the co- led the conference in punts. Oh yeah, let me look that up really quick. Oh yeah, he does. Highest punt average. Call me old-fashioned, but doesn't that just seem like a cut-and-dry like vote for who the best punter in the conference is? Probably the guy that just bangs the hell out of the ball the furthest, and that would be Bryce Barringer sitting at a 48.6 average. But no, Jordan Stout, the punter we just saw at uh, Penn State, who is two yards shorter than Bryce Barringer, got the nod. He, he got first team, so okay. We're going to be storming the, uh, the offices in Indianapolis. I think that's where they are. That's uh, that's why we're going to do it. And also, uh, Jaden Reed, yeah, I uh, don't think it's too controversial. I don't think this is a homer take to say that. Uh, Return Specialist of the Year going to Chris Jones out of Iowa, who had one touchdown, don't get me wrong, a 100-yard touchdown. Very fun. Very awesome. Uh, getting the nod, though, over Jaden Reed, that seems a little bizarre to me. And I'm sure it's very bizarre to you as I'm clicking around and trying to find my way in my notes that I have missed out on. Uh, regardless... Yeah, Jaden Reed, when you have two touchdowns, once again, that seems to be a pretty cut-and-dry award to hand out that, oh, yeah, he scored two touchdowns. Huh, that's right. Uh, And also, yes, I just pulled it up. He also did have the highest punt average, punt return average in the conference as well. So, yeah. Hey, I mean, what's what's award season without complaining about the hashtag disrespect that our Spartans are getting? I presume that the Big Ten will announce their offensive side awards today, so we will talk about that on tomorrow's show. We will also be cutting it up about the Louisville game as it wraps up. And also, if you have nothing better going on today, I was just on was on StubHub.com. Those tickets weren't too expensive for uh, for that one. So swing on, swing on over to Breslin Center if you got nothing uh, nothing else going on tonight. So, all right, guys, we will actually find out more about this Louisville game here in a hot second with Chuck Kaplan of Card Chronicle, yes, the Louisville SB Nation blog. But first. Need to talk to you fine folks about prize picks. That is right. We are back talking about the leader in college sports, Daily Fantasy. Prize Picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the Power Five, as well as min-major players you might have never, ever, ever even heard of. So, guys, you go to prizepicks.com or download the app from the App Store or Google Play and make a deposit, but not without using promo code LOCKED ON. That's going to get you a 100% instant deposit match for up to $100. That's right, just one word, locked on. From there, you pick two to five players. The over-under on their projected stats, you could win 10 times in any entry. It is just you against the projected numbers. No one else's team, none of that. Nope, just you against the numbers. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. And also, speaking of easy, they offer safe and fast and easy withdrawals as well. So do not hesitate. Check out pricepicks.com and use promo code LOCKEDON or go to your app store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. And speaking of easy, style and comfort is very easy with our friends over at Home Field Apparel. That's right, guys. We're back talking about homefieldapparel.com. If you have not gotten your holiday shopping done yet, which with supply chain issues and all that fun stuff, whoo, start getting a jump on that. I'm starting to worry myself about it. Regardless, all right, I'm your ball, man. I'm the ball, man. Let's go. Homefield Apparel is a great way to just bang out all the holiday shopping for everyone in your life. Not even the, the state fans, too. Yes, they have amazing Michigan State pieces with 19 vintage logos. They got awesome, super comfy sweatshirts, hoodies, tank tops. They got it all. But they also have over 100 schools. So let's say your mom went to Central, uh, your wife went to Hope, uh, Grand Valley State, you got a cousin that went there. Hook everyone up with Home Field Apparel. It is the most comfortable clothing you'll ever put on. It is the most stylish clothing you'll ever put on. And, well, yeah, I'm kind of talking about it right now because I'm wearing it. I'm wearing my Hawaii Rainbow Warriors hoodie right now. That's right. I beat the brakes off of that in the winter. So go find it. Well, something for yourself, too, at homefieldapparel.com and use promo code LOCKEDONSPARTANS for 15% off on your first purchase. One more time, guys. Lockdown Spartans all one word during your checkout at homefieldapparel.com for 15 percent off at homefieldapparel.com All right guys we're gonna break down uh, tonight's game between MSU and Louisville but first I need to thank you for making lockdown Spartans your first listen every single day here in the locked on podcast network. Huge huge night tonight as Michigan State dips their toe back into the Big Ten ACC challenge and yes they are welcoming the Louisville Cardinals and I am welcoming. From Card Chronicle of SB Nation, Chuck Kaplan. Chuck,
1: how on earth are you doing, man? Doing okay? I am doing well. My team played good over the weekend, so it, and we've got a, our old new coach back. So it's, all, it's pretty fascinating what's going to happen.
0: You know what? Let's just start right there. Season as a whole, you guys are six games in. Uh, Chris Mack unable to coach for the six-game suspension. You guys lost an overtime game to Furman. But you just came off a nice win against Maryland, just like you were alluding to. What's the vibe like amongst Cardinal Nation right now, are you guys like I'm not you can't be happy with it, I guess, with the Furman loss, but are you okay with it considering how odd of a year it was or I'll let you take it away. I'll stop rambling.
1: Well that's you know how fan bases are and so just a couple of victories over big name schools from big power five conferences and it's like okay new season (laughs) um but there was kind of a heartening sea change um in U of L's rebounding and, and uh, one of the things that was going on against those first four teams is they were getting not many offensive boards and, and were basically played even. And, and then uh, this weekend, uh, they out rebounded Mississippi state uh, and, and got 15 offensive rebounds. And then Maryland, they out rebounded, more than doubled them, literally fifty-one twenty-six with a 17-2 wow. to two margin. So there has been that sea change, and the team even kind of wanted to come out of there with the nickname Baja Bullies. So it will be interesting to see because uh, Izzo's teams are always noteworthy, generally speaking, for how they hit the boards and being strong underneath. So th- that's going to be interesting to see. to to answer your question the fans are more pumped now than they were though the dynamic changes with with mac back and that
0: and the only way it goes up at least like you got that rough loss out of the way early so yeah just like you're saying when you beat mississippi state you beat maryland it's all good in the hood baby things are are looking up we got our head coach back and you guys also have some obviously some solid players You, you guys always do down at louisville um Two transfers, uh, Noel Locke, transfer from Florida, Jared West, transfer from Marshall. Are those two guys the star of the team, or who else should us state fans really have our eye on for tonight's game? Well,
1: another key transfer is Matt Cross from Miami. Gotcha. um, Who was basically a shooter down there for the Hurricanes, but is proving to really kind of have that, prickly personality of, of of Chris Mack, which is why they got him. I mean, he, he suffered a little uh, dislocated finger, so um, he's key, too. Um, what's interesting about the past weekend in, in the Bahamas is that Locke, who is – Essentially, their go-to scorer did not have a very good shooting weekend. Uh, I think it was like one for seven against Miss or one for eight against Mississippi State, but they still won uh, and all that. Jared West has been the team leader since the day he arrived on campus. He is a um, coach's son. He plays. He's one of I think the great defensive guards Louisville has had. The problem with Louisville in the backcourt is that he and Mason Faulkner, who is another transfer, uh, and Ellis, who is a Juco, who is another new play. He was like the Juco player of the year, are all short. So uh, it's going to be fascinating to see how that plays out over the course of the season. Now that Yeah, that's
0: kind of just where, right where I wanted to go with it, is that Louisville's size it really isn't like anything to write home about necessarily. However, Malik Williams, standing at 6'11", 250 pounds, he seems like a very imposing force. And not just that, but also a seasoned veteran. And he's been around the program for quite some time. I believe he's a senior, fifth-year senior, I meant to say. Um, How, how has he been this season? Because, obviously, Michigan State has Marcus Bingham. He's been doing great things for them so far this year. But... State fans are worried. Is he going to meet his match with
1: Malik Williams? How's uh, even well? Um, w- w- Williams has had a lot of injuries. He came he came to U of L uh, and was actually on the eighteen team that beat uh, beat State uh, in the ACC Challenge in, in overtime here at the Yum. Uh, he was spindly. I mean, he had a Kevin Durant kind of body, so he has bulked up and he has had leg issues and missed a whole lot of last season and the question really is how much his body is able to has been able to take on that weight and the wear and tear he looked much better over the weekend but uh in terms of his physical and he you know he's the leading rebounder on the team uh and he is along with west the team leader and it's a mature presence How um, he is able to uh, make it through the rigors of the season uh, is um, going to be a key to what this team can do. There's a freshman, Roosevelt Wheeler, um, who was out all of his year in high school because of an Achilles who – uh, has, a, has, has a real physical specimen and has some good footwork and apparently it took a while for him to learn how to um, what it takes to play in college but he's come on a little bit and then they've got a guy who's a little shorter but is a Draymond Green kind, Sidney Curry who is another transfer he came from Kansas uh, and he's still <laughs> fitting in the system It it it's really hard to tell because of max suspension and how things are going to play out. And also, they brought in McMahons, this guy from New, who was coaching in New Zealand, to totally change the offense because UofL's offense was pretty static the last couple of years. So there's been this big makeover, and the team is still trying to figure that out. So there's a lot of sorting out to be done.
0: And speaking of that offense and kind of you know finding your footing there, I, I've noticed that so far this season it's been spotty three-point shooting for your Cardinals, just shooting at 29%. Is that a fluky start, or is three-point shooting really something that you thought was going to be an issue
1: this season so far? We hope that is a fluky start. <laughs> I hear you. Um, <clears throat> cross can shoot – we, we hope that is a fluky shot, a start. It, it's about um, taking uh, the right shots at the right time, which it is for every, you know, every, every team uh, has that. But um, I believe that number will get better. Also, um a lot of those misses are um, the way the offense runs. It's kind of pro. So there's a guy standing in the corner that they leave open while everybody else. And usually that's Dre Davis. Who's the least good of the three point shooters. He brings a lot of defense, a lot of board work, a lot of hustle, but he can't shoot very well. So uh, he hit a couple over the weekend, but um, so that's part of why the, the, Percentages is lower. Is there a
0: single key to the game? You think that Louisville absolutely, positively has to execute as they take on Michigan State, or you want to narrow it down to two or three keys too? I mean, obviously, games are predicated on more than one thing, but is there a biggest one? Um,
1: I, I don't have one. I mean, you, you de- obviously, and a lot of people delve into that a lot uh more than I do i mean i it, sure. it, it, I boned up on Michigan state in advance of this I, I haven't gotten to see them, but for just a couple of snippets I'm mm-hmm. interested in seeing seeing uh this christie kid play uh i mean he's a five star and I know it's interesting to me the stat that jumped out from Michigan State is that as a freshman, he has the most minutes on. The court. So obviously, Izzo uh, has trust in him and wants to get him going. As far as a key to the game, I, I it appears to me the teams are pretty evenly matched. And so I would just think playing the game in East Lansing would be the, the home court. I mean, they're pretty close in Ken Pomeroy's ratings and the differences yeah. is, is kind of the difference in a home court. And so I Um, I I believe Michigan State's guards are a little bigger. Uh, And the other key is how many changes or tweaks Mac has made in the last couple of days, Uh, the different voice in the first chair, and how the team will be able to assimilate all that in advance of playing uh, a team of Michigan State's quality.
0: Right on, and well, last but not least, of course, as a talking head, I have to ask this, uh, this patent question: Do you have a prediction for how tonight's game goes between the Cards and the Spartans?
1: Um, I I think Michigan State will probably win, but you know, I'm a fan first. I've been at this a long time. Of course, of course, uh, and I mean, I. I We're getting to the end here, but I just want to say, I mean, I go back to one of my favorite weekends of UofL basketball when I was 14 years old in 1959, the weekend UofL beat number three Kentucky in the Mideast Regional on Friday night and jumping Johnny Green and the number seven uh, Michigan State Spartans on Saturday night to make it back to the final four, uh, which was at Freedom Hall in Louisville then, and that was in 1959. And then Michigan State's also part of one of my least favorite weekends, which is 2009, when we were the overall number one seed. But that's when all the, we didn't know, but the Karen Cypher stuff was going on in the background. And that was one of my sure. least favorite U of L teams. There were some players on there. But I was there in Indianapolis in the Dome. And I mean, you all just smacked us around. I mean, it, it wasn't. So um, I, I love the series with Michigan State, it's really one of my favorites. And, um, if if it goes as I see, we'll be even up after this one. They yeah. probably keep matching us up. So, um, I, but I love watching it as you love watching Sparty.
0: Absolutely. Well, hey, I also love this conversation, Chuck. Uh right, Chuck Kaplan, Card Chronicle. Go check out his work. So, hey, can't thank you enough. And uh, thanks for say, having. I hope you. Enjoyed the game tonight. Yeah, H- have a good time watching the game until like the the outcome. Hopefully, that's always kind of how I. Really I love the, them
1: all, time. my friend.
0: <laughs> Take there. We go. <laughs> awesome. Thanks a lot, Chuck. You're the man. Appreciate it. And we'll be back switching over to football talk with our guy Stephen Brooks in a hot second. But first, I need to talk to you, fine folks, about BetOnline.ag. Started off a little flat there. Sorry about that. All right, guys. BetOnline has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season continues, the march into the playoffs. Ooh, baby! BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this winter. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use that promo code On. that's all one word, Locked On, to receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. From basketball, to football, to NHL, to boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. That's BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. And also, start your workout with Built Bar. That's right, baby, Built Bar. Woo! Oh, man, that kind of hurt my throat a little bit. I'm still reeling from Saturday's game. All right, let's go. Woo! Built Bar, guys, as we've been talking about, the best-tasting protein bar in the entire world. There's so many flavors, uh, you'll hardly have any time or, you know, you'll hardly have any time to choose from them. We have raspberry mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie, Billet gives you that extra feel, no matter what the flavor is, that you need to bust down those, mail, those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers standing in front of you. Or if you're just standing endlessly and hopelessly in shopping lines, Bill Park can give you that extra something to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket or your purse. You may never know when you're going to need it. It's a season of peace and love. Let's not forget that. So don't forget to bring your favorite Bilt Bar flavors to any family parties. That's right, baby. Everyone's just bringing their gross smorgas or whatever. But no, you walk in with a box of Bilt Bars, whoo, yeah, that's going to get the people going, baby. You guys are going to be live till 5, just partying the night away. Uh, Want to cozy up with something warm? Here's a holiday secret. That's right. Dip your Bilt Bar into a piping hot cup of hot chocolate. Let it melt in a little bit and give your beverage that Bilt Bar flavor. You will not regret it, guys. Like some of those other marshmallow treats uh, for, the, for the holidays? Well, we got some for you. You need to get your hand on the Built Bar Puffs. That's right. They're light, fluffy, marshmallowy th- marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate. They taste so good. You won't believe they're filled with protein. That's right, guys. So go to Built.com, use that promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. One more time. Promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. And one other thing I want to get to here, this is actually a listener email, uh, at gmail.com, if you guys haven't heard it 48,000 times in the last few weeks. But this is uh, from Marcus Jones, and we touched a little bit on it yesterday, but I really am interested to pick your brain on it. And uh, he writes, what are the things in this season that fans just overlooked outside of the obvious like K9 and others because of the change of expectations that we really need to acknowledge as uh, special this season? And then he also writes for me need to take a step back and appreciate what Jay Johnson put together this year, given what we saw last year. Wholly agree with that. Uh, is there anything that you think kind of flew under the radar for us common folk fan that you want to give a, a tip of the cap to here?
2: Sure. I, I don't know. I, and I've been thinking about this. Um, I don't know if it's if, if either of these qualify. I mean, I think they're they're semi under the radar. I don't know if they're all the way. But I mean, but Bryce Berenger, I think you got to start with him.
0: I mean, yeah, that's that dude, a great one. He yeah. might
2: be the most improved player on this team when you look at mm-hmm. 2020 to 2021. Um, and he had a couple of clunkers on Saturday. But, I mean, look, that's that's going to happen, A and B. Those are not ideal funding conditions. But, no, not at all. Um, but also, but he's been great, you know, for, for the overwhelming majority of the season. Very, very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, statistically, he's up there in all the categories. Um, I don't know why he wasn't more in the the Ray Guy discussion. But, um, yeah, he's been very good. And you talk about single season, season over season improvement i mean he's probably at the top of the list there uh and when you've got a defense you know uh like this one that that then pinning them in the, inside the 10 and those 60 yard punts and everything have been have been critical um especially early in the season when they could they could give up you know 50 60 70 yards on the drive and then they would hold up in the red zone you know the, there was about more the more snaps that the other offense had the better it was for yeah. Michigan State's defense, because then they would capitalize on your mistake, or they would let you screw it up yourself. You know, um, so Bryce Brown just won the the big one for me though is wide receiver blocking. I mean, that Jaden Reed is is the leading man here. That guy again, he should not be this good of a blocker for six foot one eighty five. But that <laughs> yeah, dude, right. it's, it's mindset. <laughs> it's it's not the size of the dog, you know, in, in blocking, and that dude blocks his tail off. Jalen Naylor did the same thing when he was out there. Um, Trey Mosley is a good blocker and, and really those are the only guys yeah. we've seen to any extent um, obviously seen some other guys lately shoot Keon had a good block on that Trey Mosley catch and run uh, against Ohio State so you know I think you got to tip your cap to Courtney Hawkins because he's really made the he's he's made that buy-in uh non-negotiable you know and and when you got guy you when you got your stars like Reed and Naylor when your stars are buying in your stars are, are busting their tail to block dudes on the edge um that, that that trickles all the way down, that filters through everything. So I think that can't be overlooked. And I think that's gotten a decent amount of attention, but that is one of the big, big uh, strengths and traits of this team that I think folks should not overlook. They've been extremely good at that. And I would, I, I think you got to hope whether those guys are back next year or not, you got to hope that that's a sort of a program culture trait thing that that, that continues to stick with it. They got the they got a phrase, uh, no block, no rock. And I just love that. Like of all the footballisms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had never heard that one. I thought I'd heard them all, but I absolutely love that. No block, no rock. So, uh, <laughs> I, I would expect that to continue. I think they've got some physical big dudes that, that should be good blockers like a Keon or a Christian Fitzpatrick or even Montory mm-hmm. Foster's a guy, you know, a well put together, dude, all, all these guys, um, they're bringing some in, you know, Antonio Gates is a, is a physical dude. And so, uh, yeah, that that's got to be probably the biggest thing I think. Uh, others, you know, I mean, I think Matt Allen got better as the season went on. I, I thought he was a, a pretty big weakness early on. I thought he got better as the year went on. Um, and uh, and maybe just the general aggressiveness, you know, um, everybody everybody loves to be up in arms in the moment over this decision they hate or this play call they hate. But I think big picture, Guilty. folks got to be happy with sort of the aggressiveness that we saw on fourth down. Um, the the trick plays and you know what a, is a flea flicker a trick play is it or isn't it? I think it is they can say whatever they want but that's part of it and we saw the little Philly special deal to Peyton Thorne against Indiana we saw the fake field goal which look it went up in smoke but they're trying it you know and and that's like that's there's a little more D'Antonio and Mel Tucker than I think people realize because he's he's rolling with the tricks you know he's he's I obviously don't. a defensive minded guy and there's a little bit more uh, similarities than I think people understand so I would say that too just sort of the the aggressiveness there's not they're not really boring on offense it's an it's not the hyper cutting edge uh you know air raid stuff but it's but it's effective and and, and they're they're willing to to lean into the aggressiveness and just um make it look different and, and just roll the dice a little bit I think you got to be encouraged about that
0: and like one other thing too that I want to give a nod to and it, it, maybe people understand this already but I think more appreciation has to go to the the linebacker play specifically of Cal Halliday who Listen, out of nowhere, the young kid freshman just steps up and steps into this role perfectly. Quaveras Crouch, yes, awesome athlete, but yeah, I mean, still kind of learning on the job here, not only a new scheme, but kind of the position itself. And they had massive shoes to fill with Antoine Simmons leaving, who was just incredible in 2020. So yeah, for, for both those guys to step up and give MSU solid linebacker play all year, I think is like another thing that... Wanna give a nod and, 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 to to really Yeah, work. and on
2: that note, Noah Harvey, you know, coming uh, you know, coming off the shelf and and uh, yeah and giving him some good snaps, you know, late in the season. Um like, like a veteran dude who'd been passed over, hardly played at all the first half mm-hmm. of the season. And then uh, hey man, we need you back, you know. Uh <laughs> the, the, the the gang needs you. Come on back, come on back <laughs> to the club. And and he, he came out and made some big plays. the interception, uh the yeah. fourth down stop against Penn State. Uh you know, he he, he was playing some good ball for him, and so for an older dude to stay locked in and just not throw in the towel and be ready like that, um, I think that's a credit to him, you know. And we saw that to a degree at some other spots, I think, too, uh, where some veterans stepped. I mean, Blake Buter, guy who steps in. And he played a lot all year, of course, but had step in in a bigger role there. And mm-hmm. AJR Curry flips sides midseason. That's not easy to do. Um, uh, you know, all the tight end, the older tight ends, Connor Hayward. I mean, shoot, everything about Connor Hayward, you know, you got to appreciate yeah. Tyler Hunt, yeah, what he's giving him. so. Yeah, there's a lot to, I think, appreciate and uh, and tip your cap to on this team.
0: Well, we appreciate you, Steven. Thanks a lot for your time, man. And not, not just today, but all season. And, yeah, man, I mean, you, you've just been awesome. And listeners love you. I love you. You're, you're the best, Steven. So thanks a lot for uh, hopping on again to talk some Spartan football, baby. Um, are they going to send you down to uh, Fiesta Bowl if, that, if that's where MSU goes? Knock that's on wood. The-
2: that's the plan yeah gotta gotta get it in uh gotta get it in stone first and then and then talk to the bosses but i would think so with a team like this and as much interest as there is and everything i I personally hope it's the U F Festival. um i got my own selfish reasons of course i mean i'd love to get out to the phoenix area never been there but but i just think it'd be a cool place for michigan state to go um considering they've never been there you know so i i still you know maybe it's just a product of my age but like those bcs bowls like are still a big deal to me and like to cross another one off that you've never been to and who knows when the stars will align to get there again you know with with the playoff rotations and this and that so i think that'd be a cool deal to get out there for the first time um have another Damn. big brand bowl game you know uh, on your resume so i kind of hope it's that one but uh I the way that the way that Saturday went and it, it, I think there could be some more topsy-turviness coming up this Saturday who the heck knows and then uh, we'll see you know we'll see uh, what Gary Barta pulls out of his hat uh, at the end of the day and where it all shakes out uh, Matt's shaking his head at me folks so um yeah but that that's kind of my hope uh, personally and just sort of uh, professionally as well I think that'd be a good deal for Michigan State
0: And thank you all for making Locked on Spartans your first listen every single day. We
2: will be back
0: tomorrow, as you guys already know, with a breakdown of tonight's game between the Louisville Cardinals and your Michigan State Spartans, of course. And then, yeah, I assume that there's going to be Big Ten Offensive Media Awards today, so we will go over those as well. Now, for your second listen, go make Locked on Bets that second listen. That's right, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. That's Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling free and available on all platforms. All right, guys. Hey, let's enjoy the game tonight. Love you all. Go green.